Welcome back to this week's episode of the Fit as Buck podcast. I'm your host, Greg Buck, here today with my co-host, Alan Bash. So today, guys, we're going to tackle something that's going to be CrossFit-related. Um, probably not super top of mind for most of us who aren't really deep into the CrossFit uh, realm or the CrossFit industry, but for those of us who own gyms, are CrossFit trainers or keep up with kind of the news around CrossFit, this is a pretty big deal. Or um, in the other realm of it, somebody who is an NSCA yeah, yeah. certification or anything like that. Yeah, anybody really who's in fitness or very um, involved in fitness, especially professionally. So over the last five years or so, CrossFit and the NSCA have been in a legal battle. If you're not familiar with what the NSCA is, it is a large, um, you could say, governing body um, in the strength and conditioning field. Specifically, they do a lot of certifications for strength coaches um, and personal trainers. Um, they have very deep ties with the NCAA. Um, as well as some professional sports leagues. Um, usually if you are a strength and conditioning coach in some capacity, you usually have the certification that's known as the NSCA-CSCS. Um, again, outside of that, they do some group fitness certifications. They do some personal training certifications. Um, this certification was always kind of considered the gold standard for a long time, especially before CrossFit came along and introduced their certification process. So kind of where CrossFit and the NSCA crossed paths is when, um, I believe it was in 2012, for the study that was called the DeVore study. So this study was put on by a researcher who then published his findings in the NSCA uh, Journal of Sports Medicine. In that journal, basically what this study found or said it found was that an astronomical number of people who participated in this CrossFit study were injured from CrossFit. Um, It was a very high number, like 40% of all participants in the study um, became injured due to CrossFit. This originally was not what was found. The NSCA then went back, told the authors that, hey, you need to adjust these findings so it does show that this is a dangerous activity, um, essentially to make CrossFit look bad. Um, This was done after the fact of basically these authors needed something to be published, so they went along with it and said, okay, we can make that happen. We'll make it say this. It was then released. Um, CrossFit saw this, basically questioned the author, hey, how did you get this data? This data seems off. Um, you know, could you fill us in, essentially? The authors kind of made CrossFit, uh, ran them around the bush a little bit, didn't really give them a straight answer. So CrossFit then went to the top, to the NSCA board. Again, similar concept. Didn't really have a straight answer for them. So if you can't tell us how you got this data, how is this data correct? Long story short, Everyone, including CrossFit, finds out this data isn't correct, but at that point, the damage is kind of almost done. So the study had already been published. At that point, as many of us probably know in today's media frenzy, a lot of times the first story out is the one that matters the most. So that misconception that we see all the time of, oh, CrossFit gets everyone injured, everyone gets hurt doing CrossFit, everyone gets hurt doing CrossFit, 
really stems from that study all those years ago that has just been drained or in, ingrained in everyone's head, even though it wasn't based in fact. So once they went back, CrossFit and CrossFit's lawyers, and interviewed the people who were actually participated in that study that was done at a CrossFit gym, what they found was that 40% of people who were quote-unquote injured basically just didn't stick with the full program of checking in with the researchers. So anyone who didn't check in for the final check-in, they just chalked up to, oh, they must be injured. When in reality, they just didn't feel like going to check in at the end of the study. Um, This resulted, again, in a big court case that's been going on for about five years. With this, now it gets even a little bit more complicated. We see the implication of Coca-Cola, Gatorade, all being um, driving forces in the NSCA. So um, what CrossFit would consider or say is, quote, big sugar, penetrating sports research. So on CrossFit's end, they also think that's a problem. So these people who are promoting things like soda, uh, quote-unquote calorie balance, um, overhydration are the people who are also funding quote-unquote studies that are bad-mouthing CrossFit or giving us dietary recommendations. Well, we know at the end of the day, for the most part, yeah, you could make a Coke fit into your day in terms of having a healthy diet, but having one every day we know is not healthy for us. So how are these the people who are going to be funding quote-unquote nutrition research and fitness research doesn't make sense um so through this court case essentially crossfit was suing the nsca saying one they published fraudulent data two it was negatively impacting crossfit as a whole as a business and then three that they were um not forthcoming with all of their data essentially even though well that last one was kind of the an, almost attack on because uh, originally CrossFit sued the NSCA, so that's where this whole thing started. But after the divorce study, um, and then when the I guess the discovery process, so like the process of going through like files and things like that from the NSCA, took forever mm-hmm. for the NSCA to get back to them for some reason. Uh, and CrossFit, like, you know, increasingly and increasingly grew upset with this and stuff like that. And eventually it led to uh, the NSEA actually suing CrossFit back yes. for defamation. And uh, th- basically the same type of thing that CrossFit tried to sue the NSEA for, the NSEA tried to sue CrossFit for. Correct. Um, de- defamation and, uh, and falsifying information and all that type of stuff about, I think mostly about the court case that CrossFit was already against the NSCA for. Mm-hmm. In any case, this second suit was probably the biggest mistake that the NSCA has made in its tenured history of being in existence. Definitely. Um, through the process of discovery of the of that case, so the case that the NSA came NSCA came back with against CrossFit, the discovery process found uh, was able to basically break not break into, but have access to the NSEA servers, which is how they found a whole bunch of emails going back and forth between the uh, the publisher of the divorce study and uh, and other people that were involved with the divorce study that were basically like, yo, we're not going to publish this unless you say that CrossFit is injuring people. Right. So because of that, that's 
because of the second lawsuit, CrossFit is basically won the first lawsuit. Correct. So, like Colin was saying, by the NSCA countersuing CrossFit, it opened up Discovery a second time. The courts found a ton of documents that weren't originally entered into the original lawsuit, which is all things that should have been entered in the original lawsuit, but the NSCA decided to hide because obviously it was incriminating evidence. With that being said, the judge also showed that, or also found that the whole tie that CrossFit was making of Gatorade and Coca-Cola to the NSCA was very apparent, which the NSCA basically had denied or said, yeah, they're a funder, but it doesn't doesn't mean anything, essentially. So even more information was found about that. The judge herself said something along the lines of it was like the most corrupt and like unprofessional approach to like a case she's ever seen in like 30 years. Yeah. Um, her words, much better than mine, but regardless, basically the NSEA was so fraudulent in their approach to both publishing this study and coming to court um, in an honest way that even their insurance company is now suing the NSCA saying that they are not going to pay for any of their court fees or their legal fees because they were so dishonest in the court um, proceedings. Yeah, I think the exact quote was that they weren't going to support fraud. Yeah. So, and that's coming from their insurance company who they pay to insure them, which is nuts. Um, and I don't work in insurance, but if you've ever dealt with insurance, if they don't want to pay, good fucking luck. Um, so essentially at this point, the NSCA is now on the hook for CrossFit's court fees, which I think are totaling close to 4 million at this point. On top of that, nothing has even been discussed yet about legal damages of what this study has done to CrossFit as a whole. Um, Who knows what they could potentially um, go for for that. Um, At the end of the day, the NSCA is only like a $20 million um, entity. Yeah, I think if you look it up right now, I think it's somewhere in between like $9 million and $12 million of liquidated assets or like of of liquid assets. Right. So that's what they technically have available to spend. Right. So they're already on the hook for $4 million. On the back end, they still are going to have to pay CrossFit some type of damages. For what? Who knows? I was just thinking roughly in my head to like give a theory on this. If you said that every affiliate owner or every affiliate gym lost out on one person because of the divorce study, which I think is more than fair. I mean, yeah, so 15,000. Right. So 15,000 affiliates at let's say $100 a month for a membership. Okay? So we're looking at let's even round it down. Let's say $1,000 a year per person per affiliate. So $1,000 times 15,000 affiliates. That alone is $15 million. And I think that's a reasonable and low estimate. Yeah, I would say that's a low estimate. Um, me and Greg were talking earlier about a different podcast that we listen to, which some of you guys might also listen to, called the Talking Elite Fitness Podcast, to plug them real quick. <laughs> Not that they need it. But uh, 
basically they talked to somebody who used to be very prolific in this case, mm-hmm. specifically within CrossFit's organization, who said that there is literally like you can see the graph go up of affiliate numbers and membership in CrossFit. You can see the graph growing up until like 2013 where it plateaus and now has started to fall. Right. So like that, and that's just like general affiliate growth. Right. Like even if that was at 1% a year and this study never came out and that continued to go at like right. 1% a year, what's what's that going to be worth? Like what, how, how, how do we know that there wouldn't be 20,000 affiliates at this time? 25,000 affiliates, you know what I mean? Across the U S or across the world. Um, like I think that's, I mean, that's going to be hundreds. It could be tens of hundreds of millions of dollars. And, (laughs) and I, I just think that it's, the the general theme right now is it's safe to say that the NSA, NSCA will no longer be in, in existence. Yes, I, I think that could be a very likely probability. At least um, not in its current form. Correct. Um, I have heard from industry experts that they believe that they could see somebody um, potentially like a Coca-Cola or a Coca-Cola executive or somebody who has a lot of money who is maybe somewhat invested in the field coming in and kind of buying it or investing in the organization and kind of revamping it. But other than that, there's not really, again, depending on what comes out in terms of a judgment, like that's a huge, huge disruption in the fitness field. Um, you know, e- even just on a basic level, what is going to happen then to all those trainers who hold NSCA certifications, whether it's personal training or group fitness or um, the certified strength and conditioning specialist, you know, the NCAA specifically requires strength coaches to have the NSCA CSCS. So now is every single sport coach involved across the hundreds of the thousands of schools at every sport in the collegiate level, like what are they going to do? That's a ton of people. And that's going to leave a huge vacuum in the industry not that that's necessarily a good thing, but it, it's just going to be huge. Like I, I, I don't even know what happens at that point. And, and that doesn't even include like the ties that it has to the NFL coaches, right. to the MLB coaches. Because I mean, the, it's the same type of thing there. Obviously, I think to be a step up in the professional level of these organizations and stuff like that, I think you need a couple more certifications in order to accomplish that. So I think the CSCS is just one maybe certification that like an NFL strength and conditioning coach has, but still like, and then on top of that, like where does the credibility go? Right. Because like, I think that's kind of where this stems from. Like uh, Aaron and I actually had a large discussion about this mm-hmm. when I first list, when I first read the article that CrossFit had won mm-hmm. the legal fees. And uh, I think Aaron is either was trying to play a little bit of devil's advocate or is a little bit on the side of, of that the NSCA's like credibility doesn't really go to many places and mm-hmm. we kind of fought back and forth about well like the issue is with everything that CrossFit uncovered about its connections to Gatorade and its connections to Coca-Cola how can we really trust what they're telling us anymore right you know what I mean I even like people who are on that side obviously me and you are probably a little bit more biased coming from a CrossFit mm-hmm. coming from the CrossFit side mm-hmm. basically but how do you 
how do you how do you actively trust the organization that works with the companies that we know are like throwing down nutrition basically right or pulling down the us's nutrition mm -hmm. and i mean i guess i kind of always even i will admit but uh, when i didn't really know what was going on and i was kind of just following crossfit like uh as like a fairweather fan i guess not really like paying close attention mm -hmm. but like yeah happy we won stuff like that um, and coach Greg Glassman would always have like that giant, um, inflatable Coca-Cola can that mm -hmm. says diabetes and the Coca-Cola script on it. Yep. Um, he would have that at places and I'd be like, all right, like, are we really going to like take down Coca-Cola? Right. Like, I don't think that that's a good fight to fight. Like, right. I don't think that we had a chance. And now that we've uncovered this, these massive implications for basically the entire sport Mm -hmm. sporting world the entire fitness world like right. i think we're much more on the same level of being able to like have a huge impact in this field rather right. than rather than being the guys like shouting from the back of the crowd you know what for I mean? sure yeah and you know like you said going back to credibility the idea that this company or this organization is held up by these other companies that really don't have the best interest in mind for us and our health that's an issue coming from the quote-unquote scientific expert opinion or yeah. what or what it should be and you know it, it's like it was always joked about where you look at any of these big certifications and they're like well like you need to learn it this way from the book because it's like when you go to school well your textbook's 20 30 years old but the textbook's never been updated, so you need to learn it and take it on the test, but you'll never apply that in real life. Like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. Like, granted, yes, CrossFit and the CrossFit certification process has only been around for, like, 10, 15 years at this point. But it's not like the science behind it hasn't been around right. forever. And it's been revamped four or five times already, mm -hmm. where these guys over here who are the, quote, scientific experts who are publishing articles that are probably counter to what they're teaching in their certificates are the experts like yeah. that doesn't make any sense yeah. and now double down on plus we're gonna lie about everything we published plus we get money from quote-unquote big sugar yeah. like how is that the quote-unquote pillar of the industry at yeah. this point that's laughable <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense like how can you how, the more that you dig into this the more that you i feel like that you should be getting this shady feeling basically a hundred percent the more that um the more that you look at what crossfit's found like how they fall they basically told the publicist that like this hey this isn't going to go in our journal unless you falsify this data right unless you make this false we're not going to publish it. right so like like and basically in the sports and sports medicine field like and the scientific field, really, like your name means nothing unless you get published. Right. Like, you have to. They, you have, have to keep to publishing. Right. Yeah. You have to be published. You have to keep publishing. So I'm sure that this author was, uh, like, of, at the time, probably thought he had absolutely no choice right. in order to accomplish this. Which I mean, he obviously went and did it, or else this study would never be around, right? Right. So, like, how I just don't see how you can keep trusting. Yeah. It's like an ex-girlfriend that keeps lying to you. Yeah. Right? Like, it, How do you keep trusting that? Yeah, I don't get yeah, it. it. I mean, it's crazy. And like, just to bring everything full circle, like when you hear those people, like, you know, we had Andrew on the other day where he's talking about his shoulder and, you know, the first thing everyone asks him is, 
oh, did you hurt yourself doing CrossFit? It's like, no, I didn't hurt myself doing CrossFit. Like I hurt myself because I fell and like it's been a nagging injury. Like, yeah, I do CrossFit. So then I could feel my injury because I'm using my fucking body. Like, yeah, if you fell and hurt yourself and like you hurt your shoulder, but you sit on the fucking couch all day, no shit, you're not going to quote unquote hurt it more. But at some point there's an issue there that's underlying that isn't, tied to crossfit Mm -hmm. like you're doing an athletic endeavor you're trying to better yourself like yeah that shit's gonna come up but take that as an opportunity of this is something i need to get fixed or i need to get better at or i need to take uh go to a physical therapist and get this stuff fixed like you should be looking at that as crossfit's telling you you have an injury that you need to take it you need to take seriously and fix versus oh i this hurts when i do it in crossfit so i'm just never gonna do that movement again you know there's definitely a time and a place for that too. Like you don't have to snatch like, or you don't have to do handstand pushups or whatever you want to, you know, say, but at some point you should be moving towards those movements because the more movements you're cutting out of your practice, whether it's from injury or you feel like you can't do that, the closer you are to being an inactive individual, you know, functional fitness for a reason, right? It's supposed to be movements that we see both in and outside of the gym, your, your right. experience in the gym should only be improving your experiences outside of the gym. Right. It's kind of the, the goal of, of what we do every day, right? Right. And, you know, again, that stigma of, oh, does CrossFit get you injured? Have you been injured from CrossFit? CrossFit's going to injure you. It all stems from this. So, you know, when somebody or if somebody approaches you and said, oh, you do CrossFit, you're going to get hurt. Maybe just be like, hey, man, you know, it might not be for you, but I love it. I haven't got hurt, so I'm going to keep doing it. And maybe if you want to go one step further and be like, hey, maybe you should look at this. Send him an article about the divorce study because, again, that's where that shit stems from. And, yeah. and the other thing is CrossFit as a training methodology and CrossFit as a sport are two very different things. You know, we look at those people who are those high, high-level athletes who've been doing it for 5, 10 years. Yeah, they're beat up. What's the average life expectancy or career expectancy of an NFL player? It's like a year and a half, two years. Like it's on the same level. I would say even some CrossFit athletes probably put their bodies through more than an NFL athlete, which is crazy to think about. But that's really the level those guys are on. So yeah, no shit their bodies get beat up. No shit they have injuries. No kidding. They, you know, they burn out, they're hurt. It's going to happen when you practice at a high level. None of us here in the gym are practicing at that high of a level where we should be hurting ourselves. You are doing this as a fitness methodology to get fitter so you can take that fitness and apply it outside the gym. And as long as you keep that in mind, you're going to keep killing it in the gym. You're going to keep staying healthy. You're going to keep hitting PRs and you're just going to get better overall. I agree 100%. Really, I think that's it for today, guys. Um, you know, if you have questions about that NSCA study or the court study at all, feel free to hit us up. Um, there's a bunch of um, other podcasts about it out right now, some articles about it that are really interesting to read, um, whether it's from the fitness aspect or the law aspect, all pretty cool stuff. Um, follow us on all the social medias. You can follow me on Instagram at BuckBuiltCoach. Follow the gym at CrossFit Arioc. Then you can follow Colin. At CBESH6. That's C-B-O-E-S-C-H and the number six. Hit it, Drew.
keep it a face. I put my team on the map. Easy to find where I'm at. I'll save the seat in the back, yeah. See notes on the keyboard, boy. Turn up the beat more, boy. Stay independent, they take away millions, so don't know what you mad at me for, boy. You gotta love it, all the way up, can't touch it. Ballin' on budget, record exec, say I couldn't cut it. Checks coming in, now they changing the subject. Who else here wants it? Living a life you can't covet, honestly, one man can judge it. I have everything I've ever wanted. You do the 